Hey kids, you're listening to the internet's wettest podcast about video games, consoles, and pancakes. The SML Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the SMO Podcast. I am your host, Joe. Uh, we are back. We took a little break, but we're here, and Aki's here, Bree's here, Jacob's here. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. I'm yeah. sick, and I'm going to make it everybody's problem. Obviously. I don't need your problems. I have enough of my own, Jacob. <laughs> I, Too bad. I, I finished building 11 Gunpla this week, so I'm doing great. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many boobs did you touch that weren't yours? None. Hmm. Jacob, I was how many this boobs week. did you touch that aren't yours? <laughs> None. <laughs> At least I was productive. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I, I mean, was I'm... productive and said, you're just sad. Okay, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I need the laughter. I've had a I've had a shit week. Uh for yeah. the people who follow the show, uh, you know that we have a bunch of cats. Unfortunately, we lost one this past week, so mm. we're we're down to f- we're down to fourteen. <laughs> you're you're down to still entirely too damn many. Yes, way too many. I, I assume uh, the one that you lost was the one that you were thinking you might lose. Yes, yes, or- yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, it was mammary cancer. It took her took her way too quick, and mm. we we didn't want her to suffer like the. The tumors were coming through her skin. Oh yeah, no. It was just raw and we we, we didn't want her to suffer and yeah. we said goodbye on Tuesday, which was hilariously enough timing wise, the day after my grandmother's funeral. <laughs> yep. So it was, it was like back to back whammy this past week. So I need the laughter tonight. So don't disappoint me, Jacob. Yeah, because this, this shit's going to be all on me today, Jacob. Sorry, because I'm fucking off. <laughs> I gleefully disappoint you every week. You do. Just Sometimes like you do your wife part. every day. Yeah, I disappoint everybody. It's all right. Aww. I'm disappointing I mean, Bree, Kittles right now. Bree goes off, but doesn't deny it, though. I do appreciate <laughs> that. I do appreciate you know, gotta, your uh, honesty. <laughs> Oh, it's sad, but true. So, uh, there's a whole bunch of news we got to cover since we were off last week. Uh, do you want to dive into the news or should, is, is there anything anyone wanted to talk about first? Do some news. All right. Well, the big news, news. Valve unveiled the Steam Deck OLED was revealed on the 16th or no, releasing on the 16th. It was released or revealed last week. I can't talk. Comes with a 1280x800 HDR OLED screen, better battery life, faster downloads, higher storage, no change to actual system specs or performance. But uh, a big shout out to Rootbeer subbing for the 47th month. Wow. Thank you so much for the support. Always love having you here. Uh, but yeah, the Steam Deck OLED, it is, uh, it's going to be 549 for a 512 gig system. 
649 for a one terabyte system uh and they are clearing out the old models the lcd models Hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna say this the nicest way I possibly can. In other words, not nice at all. Why the fuck are there still anything that has uh, 500 and anything? Make it like two terabytes. Everything should be at least two terabytes at this point. Period. Yeah, that would be nice. That that would be a lot more expensive though. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, already with- it's already six hundred dollars for a five twelve. <laughs> yeah, but with a five twelve, you. There are so many games that, like, you could only fit, like, three of them on that motherfucker. What the fuck? All right, but it's, a, it's ideally, a Steam Deck. It's, it's I don't know. We, it's it's uh, not meant to hold your whole library. Fucking, yeah, that's the thing. How many fucking games are you using this thing for? Like, how often are you on public transportation away from your computer, you know, where this is going to become a necessity? For six hundred dollars, I'm not taking that on public transportation ever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, but that's fair. But like, how but much yes. gaming do you think you're going to accomplish in the break room at you know at work or something like that? <laughs> like, uh, well, it, if I, mean, I were people to play ever- switches everywhere, people play 3ds's and Vitas everywhere. It's mm-hmm. no different from that. Nobody it's just plays a more powerful nobody plays Vita everywhere. Nobody yeah. played the Vita. See. If I played handhelds, I would usually play them when I'm on the cross cross country fucking road trip that I take every fucking year that leaves me in a car for 24 hours straight for fucking three or four days in a row. And I would play it literally the entire time. Mm-hmm. The battery wouldn't last that long. I am sure it has some sort of car charger. And if it doesn't, <laughs> then what the fuck? It probably kills the car battery. <laughs> but the possible, very possible. But yeah, All right, is, but is I mean, anyone interested is, in the the Steam nope. Deck OLED? Is anyone going to buy one or? I mean, if I had one? a sh- if I had a sugar mama and or daddy uh, that was like, "Hey, do you want one?" I mean, I wouldn't turn it down, but I'm not actively going to go buy one. So, I I could spend how I see it is I could spend six hundred dollars on that little tiny handheld piece of shit, or I could add a couple hundred extra dollars and buy a decent fucking desktop computer i thought okay. you, were about you call to it a piece block. of shit when the specs are really good <laughs> it's still a handheld piece of shit because it's a handheld yeah aki doesn't like it therefore <laughs> I, it must I, I, be a piece of shit. yeah yeah exactly see jacob gets it <laughs> <laughs> well at least one of us is getting it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Some other news. Rockstar officially announced that Grand Theft Auto 6 is happening. The first trailer will hit in December. So they announced an announcement. Hmm. Oh, my God. Cool. (laughs) Who would have guessed Grand Theft Auto 6? Shocker. GTA is getting another game. Such a a startup indie franchise. It's it's nice to see it get (laughs) some attention. Yeah. I I wonder how long until they shift from after it's out before they shift from doing anything regarding it to just the multiplayer again. Probably immediately. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I wonder how many weeks that's going to take. If it's going to be like one week after it comes out and they're just like, eh, we're done updating the main game. We're only focusing on the multiplayer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man. Anyway, uh, game pass, new games coming to game pass, not a huge list, but there's some big hitters in there. Uh, this week we got Coral Island added to the series into cloud gaming. Nifty. Uh, tomorrow we are getting Persona 5 Tactica. 
which is pretty badass. Cool. And then on the 28th, we are getting Roller Drome, which we discussed the other week. And Dune Spice Wars is hitting series and cloud. Jacob, are you going to play that? Wait, I thought, wait, that's hitting series? I thought that was just hitting PC. No, it's been on PC. It's hitting series. Oh. So Um, is that a single player game or is that like an an RTS? So I'm I'm automatically just like, no. (laughs) Fair. I was hope I was really hoping it was going to be an action game. Uh, damn. Yeah. yeah, I would I would love if we could get something for Dune that was you know more an accessible style of game for me. I, I thought that they, I thought it was rumored that there was supposed to be some sort of like action RPG that Gosh, was that being be worked on, but oh, that'd be so. Uh, I don't recall any other details other than that. If you want an action RPG with a lot of sand, play Atlas Fallen. And it's yeah. not too bad. It's it's halfway decent. I liked it. It was good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, games are leaving Game Pass. A bunch of them are leaving, and a bunch are oh, getting fuck. delisted. Oh, fuck. Mm. Yeah, let's Damn start it. with uh, the, the D-lists. Leaving EA Play, we're getting Battlefield 1943, Battlefield mm. Bad Company, and Battlefield Bad Company 2. All 360 huh? games getting delisted. Mm. Yeah, their ser- well, their server closures were announced a while back. Mm. Um, Aren't the bad Battlefield- company games the ones that people really like? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, they still have single player modes to them, but because the online servers are shutting down, they're removing them from EA Play, which I can understand. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, if you own the game, you could still play it. So. Well, 43, I think, is multiplayer only, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. We don't know. These are old fucking games that no one cares about, really. I never played Battlefield to begin with, so uh, I another kept trying, game. I kept ahead. trying to get into the series, but it, I don't know. It just it never like I felt like it was. It always was chasing after Call of Duty, like yeah. No, I mean like that's it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> anyway, another game is leaving EA Play Grid. The racing game. Uh, Presumably music licenses or something is causing that one to go away. But uh, that is leaving EA Play. I don't believe it's getting delisted, but it might be. I don't know for sure. I didn't. Oh, the shame. The horror. Great. It was awesome. Shut up, Aki. Uh, (laughs) It's a racing game. I don't do well with this. You just enjoyed the crew. Yeah, but I didn't do well at it. So it drives me nuts. But you still enjoyed it. Yes, but I hate it in equal measures because I'm not good at it. Bitch. Uh, <laughs> exactly. A couple games leaving actual Game Pass. Disc Room is leaving and Eastward is whoa, leaving. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You missed one, dude. Okay. What did Rock- I miss? Rocket Arena. I was getting to that later. Oh, well, you were yeah. talking about the, like the leavings and delistings. Um, this is the stuff that was officially <laughs> announced through Xbox. I'll, I'll get to Rocket Arena later. But, uh, All right. Disc Room and Eastward are leaving, and then Anvil is getting delisted and leaving Game Pass. Yeah, but yeah. Anvil, that's a, that's a fucking free-to-play shooter shit, isn't it? No. Yeah, that's a, isn't that a live service game that yeah, it's they getting already shut said down. was being canceled? Okay, yep. yeah, that's why. Yeah. Not, not a major loss for anybody, then. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a good game. Yeah, it's but a, it's we were also told it was being closed, like, over a month ago, so... Yeah, but yeah, I, it's still I recommend enjoyable. Disc Room. 
you can get that done in a reasonable amount of time before it leaves. That's uh, it's a good that? dodge em up. It's a dodge up. What do you consider to be a reasonable amount of time? <laughs> I mean, you could get it done in under ten hours if you're even pretty terrible at it. <laughs> What's a dodge em up? Thank you. So kind of like a shoot 'em up, but uh, instead you're you're moving Dodging to dodge everything. as opposed. Yeah, oh, so you have it's to super hot. Kind no. of in a way, but it's not first person. Um, it's uh, like a top-down isometric style kind of view. Huh. Um, but yeah, you have these different discs and different abilities that you get, and uh, it's just a it's a really unique game. Unique. I know. Proud of you. Uh, let's see. PlayStation Plus has a bunch of games joining the game catalog, and believe it or not, there's some classics too. Uh, let's start with the, the game catalog updates. They're getting Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, Mobile Suit Gundam, Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. Elevant title there. Dead Island, Riptide, Definitive Edition, Super Liminal, Ayudan Chronicle Rising, Nobunga's Ambition, Taishi, Alternate Jake Hunter, Daedalus, The Awakening of Golden Jazz, River City Melee Mock, and then <coughs> launching direct to PS Plus Extra is Teardown, which uh, hmm. we'll be talking about Very in nice. a future episode. Yeah. Mm. That's, a, that's a pretty decent lineup of yeah, stuff. Good yeah, stuff there's joining. some good stuff in there. And a lot of stuff, too, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the PlayStation Plus Premium, the classics. Uh, Parappa the Rappa 2, the PS2 classic <laughs> from PS4, is joining the service. And then... Uh, the PS4, PS5 re-release of Klonoa Fantasy Reverie. Don't know. So that's that pretty cool. Uh, Up from PSP is joining. <laughs> Disney's <Wait>. Up. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, thank you. I don't want to cry to a video game, too. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, and then two PlayStation 1 games. Jet Moto. I don't know that one. The racing game. You won't care. And nope. Grandia. Fall into the abyss. Ooh. With my gaping nice. butthole. Javors, thank you for the raid. Uh, 38 people joining us. We are talking about the news of the week. We're discussing PlayStation Plus editions right now. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming in, hanging out. Uh, what's everyone think of the PS Plus lineup? Good stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say that's pretty solid. But also, it's kind of fun that they went back and uh, got their hands on the up for PSP. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird one. <laughs> It's like uh, what? What the hell's the quest for Camelot or whatever it was that joined oh, Nintendo yeah, Switch yeah. Online? Yeah. Like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> oh man, I'm excited about Grandia. I'm I'm gonna fire up my PlayStation and play that one. But uh, speaking of Nintendo Switch Online, two more games join that service as well. With uh, the the N64 getting Paper Mario, Ooh. which is pretty Not badass. Bad. And Game Boy Advance getting Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Huh. Okay. Two awesome RPGs. Bad. Just in time for yeah. Mario RPG coming out tomorrow. Very oh, nice. weird. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like they planned it. Almost. Mm. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, they are teaming up with Sony Pictures to develop a Legend of Zelda movie. That could be interesting. Do we I know hope. if it's live action or animated yet? Because people keep saying action. both. I would assume live action. Yeah, I've heard live action. I and hope I they get have... Chris Pratt to play Zelda. No. <laughs> Fuck you and no. 
I I just hope that that whoever does it ends up pulling some of the old uh, CD drive or whatever the fuck it was, uh, some of the language from that, <laughs> just to have some of the worst fucking oh God. conversations yeah, I ever. Would allow that. <laughs> <laughs> I I um, just want is- a few really terrible shitty lines that makes everyone say what the fuck just just because. They might sneak one in, but I have a feeling this is going to be more of a serious movie. Yeah, it's being directed by Wes Ball, who was uh, responsible for the Maze Runner uh, trilogy. Hmm. See, what I what I want them to do is I want them to look at OnlyFans and just find one of the cute twinks off of there and hire them to play Link. Because <sighs> none of the current actors can play Link. Link is a... Look at Link, for fuck's sake. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I have a very controversial idea for who you should get to play Link. If who we're going by, if, if we're going by Aki's uh, definition, okay. What twink? We need a good-looking twink, and yeah. we also need them to not talk during the whole fucking movie, right? Yeah. I mean, so lots of twinks are subs. That's fine. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> You're looking for a twink that you want everyone would want to shut up. You got Ben Shapiro right fucking there. Finally get him into Hollywood like he's always wanted. But that means we would have to look at him, and I don't want to do that either. Well, no, because, you know, it's you're always looking from over his shoulder. So, you know, if they do it like the game, so then you won't have to see his face either. Hmm. <laughs> Root beer. Which Everyone knew who joined us. This is Aki, the Nintendo expert. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, let's see. Stranger Things content is returning to Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Cool. It never oh, left in what? the first fucking place. Yeah, it shouldn't have left, but it did. But it's coming back. Oh, it's, it's oh, yeah. probably like Netflix realized that their games division isn't doing shit. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I wonder if that prom- means Stranger Three. I wonder if that means that the Stranger Things Three game will come back too. Maybe that'd be nice. Questionable. Then I wouldn't feel so bad about. Or actually, no, I'd actually feel bad about spending twenty dollars on that game. <laughs> I'm glad. Why? Because <laughs> spending twenty dollars, he should feel fucking bad about it. Yeah. Uh, promotion in Xbox Land. Forza studio head Alan Hartman from Turn 10 has been promoted to the head of Xbox Game Studios. Okay. Cool. Oh, so hopefully this means we get some goddamn games releasing. I know they're saying that they, they want to have four big releases every year. You have like 40 studios. You should have more than four games a year. You know what? The, yeah, but they need all 40 of those studios to finally really scale bound. <laughs> yeah they should have about 10 games a year give them all a staggering of being able to make a game every four years i, I they think they should have at least six a year every other month they should have something new whether it's a big triple a or an indie they should have something every other month <clears throat> yeah and that way they never have to compete with themselves but because as it is now so many uh, games they just are like oh Here's like two game, two, three, four games from us this year, all within the same fucking week. No, spread that bitch out. <laughs> the hell. 
Ah, man. Some PlayStation news. PS5 shipments have topped 46.6 million units. That is bonkers. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 2 sold 5 million copies in the first 10 days. Very nice. That is insane. Congrats to them. Yeah, congrats to Insomniac. It seems like they, they got another good one on their hands. I just, I never got into the first Spider-Man. I didn't like swinging everywhere. <laughs> See, I, I, I can't wait until I get my new computer, so hopefully I'll be able to play them on Steam. There you go. I've, I've wanted to play the Spider-Man games so bad. Turns out Aki can only play the old PS1 games. <laughs> I don't think my PC can handle that much, but sure. <laughs> uh, One more PS4. PlayStation bit of news, uh, PS4 and PS5 are both dropping Twitter integration. Hmm. I didn't they dropped even know it they this had week. It. Yep, you could like share videos and screen clips and bit like that. Well, that's a shame. I wonder why yeah. they're getting rid of it. Because uh, Elon Musk is a fuckhead? Okay, well I was about to say it was a mystery to everyone, but yeah. Joe solved that mystery pretty quick. Yeah, I did. Hmm. Thank you, you're Bree. saying the only good Series X game that Xbox has released in the past three years is Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, okay. And Pentiment and Forza and Forza Horizon, Light Simulator. They had one bomb uh, with and, Redfall. And Peppa Pig World Adventures. Oh, That's shit. not an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> Whatever. Might as well. And, but. and you know, Redfall, it was just mediocre. It, was, it wasn't even a terrible game. It was just very mediocre. And apparently they're improving it, so more power to them for continuing to work on it. Yeah, but, uh, hopefully it gets good. I don't think it'll ever be good, but it'll be better mediocre at least. Yeah, I know that got well, another update it this week. back when it was still not great, and I had a good time <laughs> with it, damn it. Yeah, uh, as I said, it was mediocre. It was fun. Yeah. I, I still want to try it out. I, I picked it up for like 12 bucks. So. I mean, I 100%ed it in like two weeks. So you can mm-hmm. do. I'll get around to it when like I'm that. dead. No, I mean won't. the game. The game isn't particularly long, actually. <laughs> it's, it's not that long, no. <laughs> Joe, did you say no? You won't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need. I need five afterlife's to finally get through to Redfall. Uh, Root beer saying Pentiment isn't an Xbox game. Yes, it is. Pentiment's first party. There you go. Root For- Forza was an Xbox Series game. Horizon was an Xbox One game, but it was still optimized for the series. So I, I don't know why you had to shit on Xbox. Like you know, we're Xbox fans. We're gonna defend it. <laughs> but uh, well, I don't think that was necessarily shitting on them. I think they just had the wrong information. I don't know. But a lot of bad news. Let's get to the bad news. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rocket Arena left EA Play and Game Pass Ultimate on the 14th and delisted from all services. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's getting shut down soon. Oh, yep. weird. I don't even know what Rocket, Rocket Arena is. So It's not surprising. I'm still sad that Rocket <clears throat> Arena is still around and Knockout City's dead. Right? You know, that the funny thing that The funny thing is, is that I kept forgetting that Rocket Arena never went free to play. Yeah. Mm. Like, I thought it did, but it's like, no, it just went up on uh, Xbox Live and uh, EA Play. And I kept getting realized, like, I kept getting confused with uh, Knockout City uh, in that free to play thing. Congrats. I don't know. Thank you. 
I don't know. Like, I, I still may check out Rocket Arena finally, but I don't. Mm. It's not worth it. Okay. Uh, Taiko no Tatsujin Drum and Fun for the Switch is being delisted at the end of the month. Uh, this oh, has shit. no effect on Rhythm Festival, the newer one. Well, it's a shame. An older game. Hmm. Yeah, I is believe. One better than the other or something? I believe most of the content from the first game is in Rhythm Festival. Well, that's mm, either that's in least. it or available as DLC. But Rhythm Festival is the one that's still being supported. Uh, Drum and Fun was, I believe, Switch only from a couple of years ago. Do you know how much it costs? No clue. Yeah. Why are you going to buy it? <laughs> Maybe I don't fucking know. Clearly, well, let's I look just it got up. paid. I could, I could buy some dumb shit. I am higher than giraffe pussy. <laughs> nice. Who said that? <laughs> Our friend Dave. <laughs> oh, God. Because I was like, that vaguely sounds like me. And I'm just like, I don't remember saying that. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, at first I thought it was you. <laughs> Drum and Fun is $49.99. All right. Well, that's going to oh, remain unbought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, Drum and Fun. Yeah. Time Splitters developers Free Radical Design is facing closure once again only two years after being reestablished by Embracer. Mm-hmm. That's a Yay, shame. Embracer. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So far, Embracer has confirmed more than 900 layoffs and warns of more to come. Mm. You know, they could probably solve this problem if instead of just buying up places, they actually fucking made a goddamn game. I mean, they release a lot of games. They just Not enough, way obviously. They have Embracer so releases a lot of games. Yeah, but all these companies that they're just completely deconstructing are such good companies. They could just have them make a game and make a lot more money and then not have to close them. I mean, I'm sure they're working on games, but... Apparently not fast enough, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I also read something about them like looking to purchase new stuff at the same time. So it's like they're just kind of trying to shuffle their money around. I, I think they're trying they're to unload to- Gearbox, aren't they? Yeah, that's no what it was said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Amazon Games laid off 180 employees. Out of 180? No. <laughs> uh, oh, well. I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but Ubisoft chopped another 124 jobs, mostly to no, hold, Visual whoa, Effects whoa, whoa. Studio. What? Hold on. The Amazon thing, you're not even going to mention their memo in it? What memo? I, I can't cover everything, Jacob. <sighs> So, so essentially what it is, is like in their memo about the layoffs, they're talking about how they're going to divert our resources elsewhere because, you know, they talk to gamers and like what gamers actually use. So they got rid of the prime gaming Twitch channel, uh, which was called the crown or some shit like that. Um, and then on top of it, (laughs) they actually admitted, yeah, gamers don't want any of the shit that we're trying to sell. They just want free games. So yeah. we're just going to focus on that. Big shocker. Like Epic. I don't think they're turning a profit. They just keep giving out free games. Yep. That's the know, only the good free game for? this week. Uh, <laughs> this week is. Uh, Forgot about I, the free games. You did? I know. Oh, oh I'm my. Epic. Man, I used to get, collect them every week. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. The, this week is surviving aftermath. The aftermath. An Earthlock. Ooh. I, and yeah, an Earthlock, which is a good one. I don't know surviving the aftermath at all. 
but Earthlock is fucking fantastic. So if you guys play on Epic, I totally suggest playing that. It is an amazing game. I bought it like three different times. And if you don't play on Epic, you should at least go and get the free games every week. <laughs> exactly. That's what I do. Cause I don't know, think yeah. I have ever bought a single game on Epic. Nope. And, and here's the great thing. If you don't particularly like Epic, just download the game, open Steam, add the game to your Steam library. <laughs> add the game to your Steam library? Yeah. To your library. Yeah. Library. Library. You uncultured swine. <laughs> Called dialect, but sure, yeah. Anyway, last bit of news I have is Samurai Punk, the developers of Screen Cheat, Justice Sucks, American Dream, VR, and more, ceasing development after 10 years. Was um, the American Dream, or whatever the fuck it was, was that the VR one that was on rails where you shot everything with a gun? Yes. That game looks so fucking fun. That game was a blast. I played it on PSVR. It was so fun. Yeah, I think I think I watched you stream some of that, and that game looks so goddamn cool. <laughs> Such a shame. Yeah, but that's the news I have. Uh, what's everyone else got? Nothing. Cool. Um, I had a, another layoff situation. It's the parent company for 505 Games is apparently cutting some people as well. Jeez. Uh, Which one's they, 505? What games have they made? They publish. Uh, so I think they. I think 505 owns Remedy. Oh no! I think they okay, even uh, do Payday too, don't they? They do a lot of stuff, like a lot of things. Um, but they're they're apparently getting uh, like 30 percent of whatever chunk of workforce uh, they're they're looking to cut in varying places because they're concerned that people are not buying games like they used to during the pandemic. Well, you know, they need to leave Remedy the fuck alone. (laughs) Well, yeah. Fire whoever the hell else you have to, leave Remedy the fuck alone. (laughs) Well, it didn't mention individual studios. It mentioned from the the publishing arm, but yeah. Let's see. What have they done recently? Crime Boss, Rock A City, Ghost Runner 2, Stray Blade, Ayudan Chronicle, Gunfire Reborn, Seto Corsa. They published uh, Death Stranding on Windows. Which is still hilarious that they released that on Windows 10. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They, they, they're behind a lot of stuff. Yeah. And they're pro- behind some pretty good games, too. Cause I know a couple of those games and they're really good. Yeah. I don't know all of them, but I know a few at least. <laughs> I That's don't think they have anything to do with Remedy anymore. Oh, they might not anymore. Yeah. They think they oh, used to. God. That might be what I'm thinking. Good. Yeah, Remedy, I can't... Who owns Remedy now? I'm hoping Remedy owns Remedy is what I'm hoping for. They might. I doubt it. I thought, I I thought they were acquired by someone, but I think I'm wrong. Uh, what else you got? Um, there was a game that was being banned from Xbox. They're, they're not even Ooh. letting it come out. It's uh, from Puppet Combo. It's oh, a Christmas Massacre one. game. Yeah, it... Uh, I thought that was uh, an interesting little bit that just uh, it was deemed too crazy and disturbing. I, and I'm uh, guessing it was like hatred on Steam. Uh, I, the trailer I don't showed know. you walk into a school and start flamethrowing kids. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like in a Santa costume and you stab people and you're, there's like you're obviously crazy because you're talking to a Christmas tree. 
Yeah. Um, it's it, like it's kind of one visuals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's hatred. All right. Cool. That's a shame. <laughs> Games like that always amuse me. They're so dumb. Yeah. Nintendo denied the game as well. So it's <laughs> yeah. it will release on PlayStation. Surprisingly, they huh. they have issues with boobies, but you know, extreme violence is a okay. Which is weird because didn't wasn't there a game that. Uh, playstation censored like like a year or so ago it was um, probably something with the name martha in it it was a horror game martha is dead martha is dead dead. yeah i think that's what it was and it was like parts of it were censored on playstation because there's a part where like the face gets cut off or something that they (laughs) they just thought was like too too graphic or something i knew there was a reason i wanted that game because you're fucked up yes Okay. Um, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the yeah, it, it has you cut off the face of a corpse and wear it. I believe. Yeah, something like you. that. And I think it's of your sister or something. Yeah, so, it's you. your twin. Yeah. <laughs> it's your Played twin. Why do you need their face? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I like fucked up shit though. I can tell. Me too. <laughs> what else, Bree? Uh, that was really all I had. Okay, right. Jacob, your turn. I have no news because I want All to right, take cool. medicine and fall asleep. <laughs> Say something funny. It's your job. What? You agreed to this. Say something funny now. Bring in the laughs. Come on, uh, dance. <laughs> um, I got, I got nothing right now. Nothing. Yeah, Aki, say something. I, I didn't. I got a chuckle out of Bria. I win. Barbecue yeah, sauce but it was all a over my chuckle. titties. There, we got yeah. something. Brie yeah. Bri always gives you a pity chuckle, though. That joke it's is a pity chuckle. chuckle. I'll take it. You would. Uh, oh, uh, one one other bit of news we could tackle quick. The Xbox Black Friday sale just started tonight, and there's oh, so yeah. much shit that I want to get. Wait, what? No. Yeah, yeah. that's not allowed. Yeah. Let's see how much money I'm. I'm Sonic and Lords of the Fallen are both are both thirty percent off, and I'm just oh, I want. Them. Yeah, I guess it's time for me to see how much money I'm going to spend that I don't own. <laughs> I'm going to spend yeah. none money because I have none to spend. But <laughs> there's some good stuff on sale that I saw on there earlier. Like uh, Beyond the Steel Sky is like super cheap. Nice. Yeah. See, the problem with all the, that concept is. It doesn't matter that I don't have the money. I'm still going to spend it, and that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Immortals of Avon is already 50% off. Jesus. Wow. That just got a new update today, didn't it? I have no idea. I didn't. We didn't get it to review, so I, think I don't have it. it. I don't remember. Ghostwire Tokyo, 7% off. Dead Space, 50. Nice. Well, I'm surprised that True Achievements doesn't have it listed. I, I don't. I don't know if it's like officially, officially announced yet. It's supposed to be tomorrow, but I yeah, saw the prices are updated on Xbox already. Yeah, yeah I got uh, a wish. Things on your wish list are on sale. Notification. Yeah. So yeah. I love. I love uh, when I get a pop up. Like ninety three games are on sale. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't buy a lot of me. shit. <laughs> Yeah, most of the shit I have is so fucking ancient that they just don't go on sale anymore. Half the companies that made these games, I'm not sure even exist anymore. <laughs> so, like, the, like, most of my games don't go on fucking sale. It's like, oh. The back half of my wish list has, like, <laughs> never been on sale. And I don't think any of it ever will be. 
Yeah. Yeah, I have some games like that too. My holy grail for my wish list is this rodeo game called Eight to Glory. <laughs> it was on sale. It was on sale once when I had an Xbox One. Like when I first got it, it was on sale then. And I was just like, haha, that's weird. I'll eventually just pick it up. And it's never been on sale since. And I refuse <laughs> to pay $35 for what is probably a shit game, but I want it so badly. 10 bucks from GameStop. Yeah, I know. I know. But I don't want it physically. I don't, I don't give that much of a shit about it. I just want to pay $5. Physically. He, doesn't, no. he doesn't want it to touch him. That's that's then 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 it gets like the ick on it up on on, a shelf. I'd have to get somebody to sign it. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I'm sure you could send it to Joe. Joe would be happy to sign that piece of. Yeah, Mm, I don't know what else he'd do to it. So I would fuck it, which would still increase its price. (laughs) You know what? I mean, your dick's probably small enough; it could fit in the (laughs) hole. So more power to you, I guess. Hey, you got to work with what you got, right? Um, <laughs> do we not? <laughs> I might get the Oregon Trail. It's 18 bucks. I'm tempted. Uh, I want it. There's so much stuff I want. I fucking sales. Yeah. I have no money. I can't afford anything. Like, I still get want Mario RPG. I want to get Mario RPG, Mario Wonder. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I could get those Nintendo Switch vouchers. I could just get the two for one price. Mm. Oh, well. Should we get to reviews? We got a bunch to yes. talk about. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right, let's kick things off with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, developed by Sledgehammer Games, published by Activision, released November 10th on Xbox One, Series X and S, PS4, PS5, and PC for $69.99. In this direct sequel to the record-breaking Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Captain Price and Task Force 141 face off against the ultimate threat. The ultra-nationalist war criminal Vladimir Makarov is extending his grasp across the world, causing Task Force 141 to fight like never before. Jacob, what is going on in Modern Warfare 3? <clears throat> that is a good question. What is, in fact, going on in this game? Uh, so the last Call of Duty game I got to play was Vanguard, uh, which I believe was two releases ago, I think. I think it's more than that, even. (laughs) I think it's like three or four. Either way, it's been a while. So I was excited to start this up. And uh, so initially, only the single player campaign was available. Um, And so I played, I started playing that much against the uh, reviews that, you know, I, the early reactions I was reading. And then, uh, (laughs) <laughs> late one night i messaged joe hold on let me see if i can find the actual uh string boop boop boo but uh you're prepared shut up um no it's my show i could talk as much as i want yeah so i i messaged joe damn this campaign really does suck like this actually <laughs> caught me off guard i figured it was fanboys bitching but no someone as someone who hasn't played since vanguard this legit sucks so what ends up happening is that we're introduced to a bunch of characters, some of who I thought were already dead, but I guess they revitalized them for the new series of Modern Warfare. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but then like, we're introduced also to this woman who seems to be like a freedom fighter character. She seems pretty cool. 
and uh, the storyline. Yeah, she's cute. All right, that's all that matters. You're good. Um, and uh, <laughs> we get this storyline that's the usual standard, like, oh my god, this guy's threatening world peace, so we have to stop him, and blah 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 blah. And everybody has their own angles in it. And that's when you realize that all of the cutscenes are like five, six minutes each because there's no real substance to the actual campaign. I'm not totally sure. I'm not totally sure, but I'm pretty damn sure that all I did was run around like redone versions of the multiplayer maps. And it's a lot of go here, go here, go here, go here. And it never feels like, you know, you can not go back ever. Like, I'm pretty sure they just drop you in multiplayer arenas and they just like, this is the basis for it. And it's just like, yeah, you can find some cool shit sometimes, but it's just like, <sighs> yeah, like this is cool shit that like, it feels like, again, like if you're playing multiplayer, then yeah, like this is like where XYZ is hidden. I don't, I don't know. It just felt lazy, and it, like, and I tried to figure out like, like where anything was with the damn map, and I had such a hard time navigating it, especially like when I'm being shot at, and all it really, like, honestly, it felt like fetch quests with guns. Like, damn, that's that's what it feels like. So I was disappointed with that. Um but it just never got better for me. So I started playing multiplayer. How do you think that went? Great. Oh, it was so great. So back. So I have not played multiplayer for a call of duty game since call of duty three. Okay. Xbox 360, like world back when it was still doing world war two all the time. And, uh, I stopped playing it because, I had a bunch of games in a row where I would just spawn and immediately get shot by somebody who was camping. That sounds so, like every time I've ever tried to play Call of Duty. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how it felt. And then guess how my guess what my experience was like literally half the damn time as I'm trying to play these Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 maps. Immediately get shot by a fucking spawn camper. And I'm just like I thought they said that they took care of this stuff. Now, <clears throat> now uh, the game devs actually were removing maps uh, from certain gameplay modes because this was what was happening. And I'm like, essentially, like, like some uh, some of the maps were becoming complete pits, like death pits, like where uh, everyone would just spawn and then like just dead. Um, <laughs> I did not have that bad of a thing. Um, and I mean, like when I was, when I wasn't being like spawn killed, I was honestly having fun, but it's just, if you're, if you haven't been back into these games, it honestly gets confusing because it feels like you're honestly, if anything, you're buying a call of duty multiplayer launcher. Like when you start up the game you find out that this is what is supposed to be handled like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and Call of Duty Warzone. And you can hop around those games if you've got them downloaded through the launcher. And it just makes like the initial opening experience, it, like, it just becomes this like weird, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. 
and, and you end up a real pain in the ass on PC as well. Yeah, like you end up having to like exit out of multiple fucking launchers just to go play Call of Duty Three, and it's just like I like I don't want Call of Duty Warzone bundled in with this crap. Like if I wanted to play it, I'd go play it. <laughs> like, well, it's gonna be bundled so in from just, now on. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's just I, annoying. I think the the I, biggest detriment i can think of with this game aside from the campaign obviously is the file size is just getting stupid dude it was i was like when i first downloaded the game i was getting a four it was telling me i had to clear out 40 gigs like literally every other day and i was just like what are you talking about i just cleared out 40 gigs what the hell else do you need oh well here's another download like what why is this game taking up so much damn space on my xbox it's for for what you get i'm not pleased like i hope that they can fix multiplayer but i don't think that there's any way to fix a single player and i don't think that there's any reason for them to just seriously go focus on the next game and be done with it so you think this one's just like a complete write-off write it off damn don't don't even bother well i'm i'm disappointed with it like and i just and i was really looking forward to this and this is gonna be like a no-go for me dude yeah well we need an official verdict that 70 dollars could have at least let me finish no (laughs) what do you think is a fair price for this like what sale price would you pick it up at or would you just skip it completely i wouldn't no like i'm i'm dead fucking serious like i wouldn't even say wait for game pass all right well this is just like this was just a complete absolute misfire just forget it move on all right well we got to move on the next game is taurus trap developed and published by tragico media released november 15th on xbox one series x and s and steam for 9.99 face an evil corporation with the help of a talking monkey in taurus trap a surrealist dark comedy point and click adventure set in a south american coastal city uh Bri and aki both of you check this one out who wants to start I'll start. Okie doke. Um, Go ahead. So yeah, the the story starts out with the dream of a dead whale. He represents the last hopes of Santa Belena, the hometown of our hero Lucas, who's been uh, it's the place has been turned into like a big tourist destination. It's it's kind of dark. Uh, the Pharos Corporation runs about everything in town. All the native communities have been forced to work for the company. It's got a very company store kind of vibe, and uh, like to the point where Lucas. His uh, his apartment has a viewing window, which is how he can afford the rent in his parents' house, by the way. And uh, strangers can watch him while he sleeps and bathes and and does whatever. There's like a big like a like a half door where the, where the top half is a window for their bathroom. It's really weird. And uh, and so yeah, there's just this constant influx of tourists, like watching people, the native people, as they put it, doing their normal things. Most of them work as uh, tour guides and uh even even the the door costs money to get out of he can't even go to work until he pays a coin and he doesn't have one so he has to beg for a coin from the audience uh that's watching him and after we leave we learn about a dangerous talking monkey on the loose and uh something else weird's going on there's a voice in our head kind of like a breaking the fourth wall kind of situation and it's telling us what to do so that's kind of our, initially, we think it's our, our, our interaction, but maybe, just maybe, it's something else. And then that's the, uh, that's the basic setup for a wacky point-and-click adventure. <laughs> Story's broken down into three acts. 
Um, each act has a small set of locations for you to interact with, and uh, things things take a kind of weird turn at the end. Uh, ultimately, I'd say it's like a cute way to talk about tourism gentrification. Do you have any other thoughts, Aki, on the story? Uh, not really. There, there's, there's like three-ish areas in each act to really interact with, uh, mm-hmm. all of varying lengths. Some of them are, you know, you can finish in like a minute. <laughs> yeah. Even on your first try. Most of them are a decent length. They'll last you 10, 15 minutes. Um, especially if you're actually looking around and seeing all the different interactions, because there's a lot to interact with here, there and is. a lot of people you get to talk to, and they have multiple things to say, even though 90% of it doesn't further the game whatsoever, so it's a lot of <laughs> pointless stuff that you can just do just to have something just, you know, interesting. World building. Yeah, kind of, sometimes. Uh, and, and yeah, the, this, this place is just fucking miserable. Like, <laughs> Like, like, yeah, like, a- as stated, like, the parents' house, half of it is sheared off, and is just a giant window for yep. people to look through. Like, not not just half a door, like, the entire half of the house. Yeah, like, the, the bedroom sheared. wall, the living room wall, the kitchen wall, whatever, is all just, like, a giant plate glass window. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think it's a plate glass window. I'm pretty sure there's nothing there, because it's... Uh, <laughs> it's at possible. Some, at oh, yeah, because they throw a coin in. in. Yeah, yes. they did. And, and at like some no point, wall. they stayed. Uh, there's rules when you exit the house. This tells people not to go into it. Oh, I must have missed that sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like it, when you're walking around, again, this is very early area. Uh, there's a little field where kids should be able to play games and yeah. stuff. And there's a giant golden statue, and when you interact with the statue, they tell you about the individual who that's a statue of, and they're somebody who got really rich and decided to put a solid gold statue in the middle now, of the area where they used to play soccer. Yeah, but now they can't play ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of the yeah, statue. It's, it's a pretty miserable situation, for sure. But um, oh, so I would say up. most of the puzzles made sense, at least for point-and-click logic. Um, yeah. Although I did get stuck in Act 2 for a little while. Um, I because, that, yes, we, we had a little conversation. But uh, I, I had to go back and really look at the situation to see why that was. And that's because, ultimately, the hotspots didn't always work as well as I wanted them to for me. So you can hit the RB button to access and it'll show you, it'll highlight all of the hotspots, but they highlight as a little circle that's empty. And if you happen to be standing in the wrong spot, you might just not see the hotspot because it's behind your character, which is what I figured happened to me the first, I don't know, 18,000 times I walked through that (laughs) same exact section looking for anything in that section to do and completely missed what I was looking for, even what I knew I needed to do, but couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, so, um, yeah, the hotspots didn't always work how I wanted. Sometimes you would stand near them and you had to be standing in the exact right spot, which was not like intuitively next to the hotspot. It was like four inches to the right. And, and so you, you can hit the RB button and then you can kind of use your, um, stick to cycle through the hotspots or you can try and walk closer to a hotspot, but you might not always bother doing that. Yeah. Um, and then it'll still, once you click the hotspot, it might move you to another section for it to, for the character to like make his little monologue about the item that you're supposed to be picking up or something. Um, 
And I think that there was an idea from the developers about making a single kind of button or minimalistic button pressing situation instead of using a cursor. And I don't know that it worked as well as I wanted it to. Um, the inventory was a little confusing at first, too. And yes, I didn't very. really feel like there was enough of a tutorial for that. Uh, you have to press Y to get to your inventory, then press A on the object you want, then press Y to back out of the inventory, then cycle through your hotspots. And if you want to back out because you decide that you picked up the wrong thing, you have to press B to back out of the whole thing or Y to just go back to the inventory in the first place. And then deselect your... It was, it's, it was a little convoluted, but once I got used to it, it was fine. Um, and it doesn't explain this to you anywhere, by the way. Yeah, not really. Um... There, I think there was like a, under the options, there was a controller map, but you can't bring it up very easily, maybe from the main menu. I don't know. I, I Maybe I just like looked it up the one time and then muddled my way through it from there. The art style was cartoony and cute. Reminded me of a point and click game that I can't remember. Like I could not figure out which one it was that it kind of reminded me of. Um, All of them kind of? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Um, the background music was pretty decent in most places. Um, there were some references to popular media, like there was a Twin Peaks reference, a Princess Bride reference, and of course a Monkey Island reference. Have to have to have one of those. Um, yeah. I, I actually recognize that one. I've never played the game, hey. so that's nice. The devs did not have enough budget, though, for voice acting, so all the dialogue vocalization is people literally saying blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You Probably. laugh, but that gets old. It gets real irritating. I, I can imagine. Uh, matter of fact, blah, there's, blah, a, blah. there's a lot blah, of people blah. in the Steam forums who have complained blah, about blah, that, blah. and they're they're looking to into doing something else for that, but they're not going to have proper voice acting. The good news country. is you can go into the audio uh, and options and turn down the voice, so you don't have to hear them saying blah blah blah, and you can just read the. Um, there's you know there's an audio slider for that, so that was decent. Um, I also did, of course, you know, I, I broke some things. I, uh, I, I ran into a situation where I needed to start a new game to get an achievement I missed. And uh, nice. it acted really weird. And I ended up having to go and completely delete my save from like cloud and everything oh, uh, no. because it, oh, wow. yeah, it did something, it did something wonky, um, but not, Ooh. not in a game affecting way. Um, I also ran into like a weird situation where I let it idle for too long because I'm weird like that. And uh, it uh, it just froze the game, like no n nothing nothing oh. game breaking, just irritating in the moment. So I didn't experience but, uh, either of those bugs. Yeah, you had bad luck. <laughs> I I yeah. have the bad luck. I know. Usually I break <laughs> the games, so this is weird that it didn't break for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm proud of you both either way. But the game clock's in at ten bucks. What did you two think? I, I mean, think I'd it's say a try it. Yeah, I, I'm saying, like, try it, leaning toward buy it. I mean, the hotspot issues were enough that it was a little bit of a turnoff. And, like, I'm not even going to knock it for me getting stuck. Um, I just, I found some of that that button pressing a little irritating at times. And, uh, yeah, I had to knock it a little for that. Yeah, I like the it, story. If you do buy it, there is one thing I suggest. The moment you enter any room or whatever immediately hit RB and then just cycle through stuff. Don't yeah. bother walking your character to anything. <laughs> yeah, don't. Because they don't so, interact. It's yeah, sometimes, though, it's even hard to cycle through and, and like, find yeah. the right angle on the, the button or on the, the stick to, like, even find the, the hotspot you're looking for. But, yeah, 
definitely, definitely utilize that RB button. Cool. Sounds good. And, and if you do it right when you first enter, you're not going to be in front of anything. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, because that was totally my problem. Yeah, because that's how I, I played the whole game is the moment I stepped in. Once I figured out you could do that, because they don't tell you that either. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll just do this the moment I enter every room. And I did that and it worked fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got to move on. Aki, that is actually it for you for right now. You're going to you're going to drop back in a little later on. But uh, wh- what are you going to go do? Uh I think first and foremost, I, I'm going to go drop a Jake up and then I'm going to build some more gunpla. Nice. <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah. Ha- have a good night, you guys. Nighty cool. night. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you later on with Pernell. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And for That'll once, uh, you, you guys will be in here uh, after I've left. Congratulations. Yeah. You all Yay. three of you have won. You're leaving me alone with Jacob. Yo, what the I'm hell? so sorry, hon. <laughs> I, I, I'd take you with me if I could. <laughs> it's okay. All right. I don't know everyone any word in that. So. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. Next game to talk about is Excessive Trim, developed by Panda Indie Studio and East Asia Soft, published by East Asia Soft. Released November 8th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch PS4, PS5 for $4.99. Take flight as a blunt smoking alien in a buzzsaw saucer as he terrorizes farms and recklessly grinds through herds of livestock. Excessive Trim is a pseudo 3D vertically scrolling, scrolling slice em up presented in stark black, white, and red three tone pixel art. Take control of your circular bladed UFO. Try to survive while you collect precious leaves. Uh, Bree, what is going on in excessive trim? So yeah, a variant on a shoot 'em up where cigar smoking alien um, has turned our UFO into a whirly saw machine. Oh, that's machine. not a cigar. That's a blunt. He's high. Well, Fuck. all right. Well, well, I'll, I'll get I'll get to that in a moment. I'll get I'll get to that in a moment. We're gonna call it a cigar for now. All right, and it's a blunt. It's fine. Uh, we're taking out cows and farmers and tinfoil hat dudes, and, uh, we're only armed with a dash maneuver that propels us into things and leaves a bloody mess all around. Uh, there's really no tutorial to speak of, so I'm gonna just tell you what I learned. The goal is to last as long as you can. Yep. You gotta dodge, buzzsaw your way through things, uh, you need to avoid getting hit by trees, tractors, barns, and lines of stampeding cows. Runs are procedurally generated, and you unlock random power-ups. Um, you get the power-ups at something called the Weird Store whenever you literally run into it. If you miss it, you're you're out of you're out of luck. That's that's you can't miss it. You got to actually hit the store. Uh, you might get increased speed, health, bigger, stronger blades, um, health refills. Now, when you break boxes, mow the grass, or mow down enemies, you collect items like weed and pills. To add yep. your score. So yeah, there there you go. It's 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 a pill popping, blunt smoking alien, right? That's that's <laughs> the that's we're we but but we can ignore that at quick glance, right? It's 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 a mature rated game, isn't it? All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but your level seems to increase only when you pass through the weird store. So I'm not really sure what the item score is. I never did figure that out. Um, but I did notice patterns through many, 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 many playthroughs where I still haven't gotten all the achievements. Um, the level changes some of the elements. Uh, so you get like, 
you'll get to level six and you'll start noticing a different pattern in the run. Also, when you get to like level eight or nine, you start seeing an increased difficulty, in my opinion, in the types of things that show up. Um, also to note, although it does start out with that like black, white, red color, you have a couple other color palettes to choose from to make your eyes a little happier. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure what to make of the game. I had a, I had a <laughs> decent time with, um, it was, it was more challenging than I would have thought at first. Um, on, on Xbox, it already has a title update, so it's worth, really? uh, yeah, it's worth 2000 gamer score now. And actually on Jeez. PlayStation, the trophy list is, is a little different. And I, actually I was going to bring easier. that up. It is significantly yeah. easier on PlayStation on Xbox. Yeah. You got to survive to what level? Like 11? 11, yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I think you on only need to make it to like gotta, level six. Yep. Yeah. And I'm looking Which I at can the, do easily. The added achievements that they, they put in with the title update look like the other trophies on PlayStation. So it looks like they're mm -hmm. just going to sprinkle those in. But yeah. it's a $5 game. What do you think of it? Fuck it, why not? That's what that's what that rating is for. <laughs> and this game fits the spirit. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> uh, next up is Lily in Puzzle World, developed by Derek DF and East Asia Soft, published by East Asia Soft. This one released November 15th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC for $4.99. Take the role of Lily, a gleeful oblong sprite down into a childlike world of black and white sketches with splashes of bright color. Lily takes joy in completing the many puzzling challenges of her minimalistic world, but she will soon find that the more puzzles she solves, the more complex her obstacles will become. Bree, what is Lily in Puzzle World? I'm I'm just like in awe because I didn't read the description of the the character. What was that? An <laughs> oblong, uh, an oblong that... sprite drawn into a childlike world of black and white sketches. Man, that's beautiful. That's poetry right there. All right, <laughs> um, but yeah. So <laughs> the the game you have this cute like sketchbook art, um, but the premise is pretty simple. You have a door. You have a key that you need to open the door, and, and so you've got to click on the key, and then you got to make your way to the door. But there's obstacles in the way. There's falling platforms, whirling saws, spikes, arrows. But this isn't an action game so much as it is a puzzle platformer. Um, so you've got your little pill shape. That's what I was calling it. Not the beautiful, uh, gleeful, <laughs> oblong sprite. Um, like I was just calling it a little pill shape. Um, but you get to also turn into a sphere, which helps you get into other places easier. That's part of the puzzle. Um, you've got jumping pads and moving platforms to help you move about. Um, I would say the platforming elements are more leaning toward the puzzle for me most of the time. Like you hear whirling saw blades and platforming, you think, you know, like Meat Boy or something. And it's not that kind of game. I feel like the platforming is more about moving where you want to go, how you want to get there, when to move versus like a speedy run and jump situation. Like it's it's leaning more toward the puzzle side of how to get from A to B because you've got to move to a specific location. You might have to change shapes to get to the specific location and then you got to backtrack in different ways. Um, so really, I felt like it was leaning more toward the puzzle stuff. There were a few times where timing was essential with the platforming, but it was pretty manageable, even if you're not like the best with your Twitch response. Um, 
There's also challenge coins to collect in all the levels. They require you to put yourself in a little bit of extra danger. Um, you might have to like, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, you might have to do some backtracking or some extra stuff to get the coins. And then you have to get the coin and get to the door. It doesn't matter if you get the coin and die. You'll have to do that again if you want to you know, get credit for the coin. Um, no, no real obvious reward for that, but it's a cool thing to do. Um, uh, toward the end, there's a few more puzzles that require some precise timing, but all in all, I was able to get through all 50 levels in Ooh. about an hour or less. Um, so yeah, there's 50 levels, uh, and it also already has a title update. <laughs> get those achievements. Uh, I have a handful of issues with the game. One, mm -hmm. I think it's too slow. Okay. Like the loading and when you die, the game over yeah, screen and the load. reloading yeah. the stage. Like it's, it just feels too sluggish. Like I just, let me get back to the action. Let me try again. I made a yeah. stupid mistake. I hit a saw. Let me just retry instead of seeing a game over screen, selecting restart, waiting for it to show what world it is. And like, just get on with it. And then no analog control. Mm. how to use the d-pad like sometimes oh. i've wanted to use an analog stick and just like yeah. have have a little more fine tuning with my movements because the d-pad you know you have to, you got the click you got to wait for the click the response it's just a little slower and it, it led me to die more than i should have i was able to use the stick really yeah i could not use the analog stick hmm that's weird I wonder if there's some kind of, like, I have a USB keyboard wireless receiver plugged in, and that fucks with so many games, and I don't get it. Mm. I wonder if there's an issue with the USB thing being plugged in that it cancels Bing. out the analog stick. That's, that is weird. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't use the analog stick at all. I, I kept trying, couldn't. Hmm. So that's weird. And then, uh, last issue I have is the key button i would inadvertently trigger it repeatedly like i would oh yeah step on it and then step off and it would re-trigger and i wouldn't notice and then i get back to the door and it's closed oh yeah or or there was uh there was one puzzle in particular i know you had to jump through some spikes and land uh you had to make sure you stayed a circle but you were or the sphere but you were already a sphere and so if you didn't notice you were going to die to spikes because you can't get through the little hole that you need to jump through so, yeah, there there were a couple of, of puzzles like that where, like, the trick was that you had to pay pay more attention to your jumps in that regard, for sure. I'm going to re-download this game and fire it up again to see if the analog stick works, because it did not work for me when I played. Hmm. That is, it is so weird. Like, now I just want to, like, pause the show and figure this <laughs> out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's five bucks. What do you think of it? I mean, I I would say like for me, it's it's an easy enough like sure why not. Um, so yeah, cool. I enjoyed my time with it. Cool. All right. Well, Bree, that is it for you. All right. Yeah. What have What have you got planned for the night? I am gonna check out the new Sea of Thieves content. Oh. <laughs> I, I might have to take a blunderbuss to my head, but uh, you oh, know, geez. yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm kind of sick of Sea of Thieves updates. I'm, uh, I'm, What's in the I'm, new update? Well, it's more PvP content. Um, there's a new, uh, I don't know, 
it's it's kind of similar to some of the old arena stuff where there's like a chest, but you you have a map, and once once people participate in the event, everyone on the server can see where you are and what you're doing. And um, it sounds really convoluted. It sounds like it could be interesting, but for me, it's just I don't know, too little, too late. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping, I'm I'm hoping and and crossing my fingers that uh, they're they're almost out of achievements. I I, I could just I could I, I don't need any more achievements for Sea of Thieves. Um, they're at forty nine seventy right now, and and if if Good the Lord. five thousand cap could just could just could just stop them from adding more achievements after that, I would be ever so grateful. I'm 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 done. I just want to <laughs> oh enjoy the God. game and play with my friends and not worry about achievements anymore. Thanks. I have Lillian Puzzle World loaded. Analog stick will not work for me. Weird. I wonder if it. I like. I would unplug the USB thing, but I would have to like get up. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, the stick worked fine for me. Yeah, that is very Because I would have whined if I had to use D-pad too, like, or only could use D-pad. Sometimes you need to to to, to use that, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. That's weird. That might be something for uh, East Asia Soft to look into. If USB devices uh, mess with the controls, that might be yeah. something to look into. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll let you get going. Uh, do you have any final words? Um, Jacob, yeah. be funny. I'm, you I'm promised. To. You promised. <laughs> Jeez, now I'll let Bree down too. Dang it. Nothing new. No pressure. Uh, everybody have a good Thursday <laughs> or whatever next week. Yeah. See ya, Bree. See ya. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Next up is Motorcycle Mechanic Simulator 2021, developed by Play to Chill. Published by Ultimate Games, released November 8th on Xbox One and Series X and S for $19.99. Become a motorcycle mechanic and build your empire. Buy, repair, renovate, and build your own dream bikes. Become the head of a motorcycle mechanic empire in a realistic simulation game. Start with a small garage upgrade and buy bigger ones with new possibilities. Take orders from customers, find old bikes, and breathe new life into it. Jacob, what is going on in Motorcycle Mechanic Simulator 2021? So with, <clears throat> with Motorcycle Mechanic Simulator 2021, which I'm not going to say the full title every single time. Um, first off, I thought that was kind of funny how it's advertised as that, uh, as just Motorcycle Mechanic Simulator. And then when you actually load up the game, it's like, yeah, this is 2021's version. Whatever. Um, so anyways there are two modes for this game there are sandbox and then there's also uh, the campaign mode which (laughs) is not so much of a campaign as it just like a loosely fit storyline to go around all these different bikes that you're working on and uh, sandbox is just you could just do whatever you want in it. You can take apart whatever bike you can mess around with your shop as much as you want, whatever. Um, but honestly, like I thought this one was interesting because it does start you out slow and it's like, okay, let's replace this on the bike. Good job. Good. Like, you know, go you. And I was like, Oh man, like maybe it's going to show me like how to take apart everything. And one of the things that I thought, I mean, it was at first, like everything was starting well, but then it was asking me to find this one part, and I, of course, don't remember what it is. And I'm sure if the devs are listening, they'll be like, ah, we're trying. Um, 
But it's just like one of the things that I was kind of disappointed in is that how much hand holding the game seems to do, but then it misses an obvious thing during this hand holding. And I wish that there was a feature where it's just like, uh, if the game's just like, oh, well, now you have to take off like the rear suplex inverter or, or some other part that I just made up, uh, it would actually show you where it is on the bike. Like, it's such a simple thing. And like, I'm sure that like on PC, you're able to like just move your mouse and like zoom in and in and out without issue and all that kind of stuff. On Xbox, it is. It's not a nightmare, but it severely decreases on you being able to do what you need to do. And so it ended up having uh, me having to go online and look up and figure out what the heck kind of part they're talking about and use online guides of actual motorcycles to figure out where these parts are and thus be able to remove them. Um, And I'm not going to lie, like... It was a little frustrating because as somebody who doesn't is not particularly mechanically inclined, like I was hoping that this game would show me more with it. Uh, but it's like you have to have like a separate textbook with it if like if you don't already know how to do this stuff. Mm. Um I mean, and the thing is is that it's just it's not a bad game. It's just <sighs> there needs to be some more work done to it. Um but yeah, I mean, like, if you like this kind of game, like, it was solidly built. It just needs some, like, it needs, like, a guide to show you where the part actually is if you're not already familiar with this kind of stuff. Like, that's, it's literally my, my only uh, negative issue with it. I was having fun with it, except when I had to bust out uh, YouTube or a couple of different <laughs> website guides. Well, it clocks so, in at 20 bucks. What are your thoughts on Motorcycle Mechanic Sim? <clears throat> If you're very mechanically inclined or you know your stuff about motorcycles, by all means, 20 bucks is is a fine price for this game. If you're a newbie like me uh, and you don't exactly have the time uh, to spend referencing, you know, where stuff is, you might want to wait for a sale. But I thought it was solid. Oh, sounds good. All right. We're going to take a, a quick little break and we'll be back with Pernell and Aki. So, uh, Jacob, do you have any final thoughts until then? Uh, no. All right, and uh, taking a break from Jacob, we got Pernell joining, and Aki's back. How are you two doing? I am living. Aki, Aki, did you... Did you successfully do what you said you were going to do when you left the show? Yes, totally. <laughs> now you're going to have to think of something to say you're going to do when we actually do the show later. Uh, Pernell, how's things going for you? I need a nap. It's been a busy week that needs more sleep involved. And I'm at the hospital four out of the five days this week. Um, this was one of those days. So i keep active this was supposed to be a week off from work <laughs> i just Jeez. transferred it to some other sort of work but yeah we we I'm had our week it. off which that sucked but whatever uh you got a, a handful of games to talk about should we tackle these quick 
Let's do this. Uh, well, well, I don't want to tackle them too hard. I'm I'm a little sore at the moment. Beat the but shit out of them, Purnell. Just knock their hat. Knock them I'm on just, their hat. I'm just going to casually walk up and push them over. Um, and, and then do squats gonna... over their face. I could do that. I could use the leg exercise. It's kind of okay with me. <laughs> All right, let's get to these. Next game to talk about tonight is Gunhead, developed and published by Alien Trap, released November 8th on Steam for $19.99. Gunhead is a fast-paced, strategic, roguelike FPS where you take the role of a of a pirate mech with a gun for a head, looting derelict spaceships filled with monstrous drones made out of bone and steel. This sounds trippy. Purnell, what is Gunhead? <laughs> well, you are a robot. A man that pilots a robot that has it's not really a gun for a head so much as up to four guns for a head. Um, but the idea behind this is the best way to describe it is if you are familiar with a classic game called Cryptark, which I actually reviewed back when I first started doing this show, believe it or not. It was one of the first games I ever talked about. Um it back is in the day. a <laughs> way back, my back. Um, this is a I would consider to be a 3D version of that because it borrows a lot of the same notes that game had. Well, this it's is the said, sequel hey. to it. No, it says the sequel, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying it feels more like a reimagining of it. Uh-huh. Um because it hits a lot of the same notes, and that's not a bad thing. It's just it hits a lot of the same notes, but it's like someone said, You remember that game Descent? <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> But with the um, the mechanics of Cryptarch, and you get this game. So the idea here is it's rogue. I guess it's a roguelike because you can get some things that aren't permanent upgrades. But I'll get to that anyway. I'm going to stick with it. It's a roguelike game where you are tasked with exploring a multitude of ships. You usually, get a choice of the ships you want to explore um, for a quote unquote client to retrieve data that they are willing to pay you handsomely to acquire. Um, there's a beginning of a level involves you choosing the ship, first of all, and there are a number of factors that lean into why you would choose a particular ship, um, such as side goals and the layout of the ship and the goal of, um, you know, digging through that ship. And I'll talk more about what the goals could be when I'm actually talking about the game activity wise. Um, but once you've chosen a ship, you will proceed to select a mech. At the start, you have one basic mech, but you can ultimately purchase up to like four or five other ones. And the difference between them is they're starting loadouts and a few other properties, such as how many hit points they've got, how fast they are, and stuff like that. So once you choose a mech and you've chosen a ship, you will be beamed down to proceed to explore said ship. The goal is typically to defeat either an enemy of Pacific type or the brain core of the ship. And in a typical game of this nature, that would be pretty easy to do. It's usually just, you know, running and gunning and taking out the foes until the level is over. But this is Gunhead. I thought you were going to start hate. singing there for a second. I'll, I'll be honest. I was I, I was leaning towards it. Running, I was like, gunning, that whole, like, out the foes. <laughs> no, gotta move gang. quick, gotta stay on your toes. There it is. Joe, that's, <laughs> a, that's a Joe original right there. Took taking care of business. A Joe original. Uh, Joe original. Um, but once, but the thing is, this is Gunhead, and Gunhead decided to make things a fair <laughs> bit more complicated because you see, for example, this the ships in this game have uh, different systems in place, and those systems determine the different effects that are taking place on the ship, or different um, yeah, stick with effects. For example, the typically the core, which you want to destroy on a lot of the level types is shielded and the shield isn't as simple as going in there and you know just beating up a shield like you would in a typical um, fps 
Instead, the shield is being powered by a shield generator that's in a completely different component of the ship, which means you have to go there first to disable the shield, which removes the shield so you can now take out the core. Sometimes that shield generator is being powered by another shield generator, which means you have to take that one out too. Sometimes there's an alarm in place where if you attack the shield, it triggers an alarm and makes a bunch of ship enemies spawn to attack you. Uh, there's a, sometimes you'll blow it up and a, the room will explode and you have to escape before it all explodes. There's a lot of different effects that come into play that will determine how you may decide to tackle the ship. Um, in addition to that, sometimes you might have goals that will be a factor in you earning bonus money for the level being completed that might result in you changing your approach too, such as one that was the death of me, where um, one of the types of um, systems that can be in place is a repair system, where if you destroy any component of the ship, the repair system will slowly rebuild it, and then it's back online. So, naturally, you would think destroy the repair system before attacking the other elements. But, in my case, unfortunately, what I decided to do was go for the goal, which was not destroy the repair system, which made me make a lot of reckless choices, resulting <laughs> in me getting my ass handed to me, because, of course, that would be a stupid thing to do. So... I talked about a lot of that stuff, but I have yet to actually talk about just how the gameplay works, just the flow of it. So I should probably do that now. Um, this game exists in pretty much um, you know, zero-G movement, as in to say, well, I don't want to say zero-G completely because there's a little bit of gravity, but when you're outside of a ship, it is zero-G. You're just floating in space and you propel yourself around until you board a particular area of the ship. And one aspect I like about this game is the fact that you do get the ability, and a lot of times it's necessary, to leave the ship, float around it, and enter from a different point to do something in that area of the ship. Um, but once you're in the ship, gravity, a lighter sense of gravity does kick in, and you do kind of fall if you let yourself do nothing. But otherwise, it's full 360-degree movement. Enemies can spawn all around you. Um, you can move all around. You have a jet propeller, a jet pack in your system that has a certain amount of charge in it. And when that charge runs out, you'll just kind of float and fall until you regain it. Um, you can fire at enemies using up to four different guns. You generally start with two to three, um, but as time progresses and you're exploring the ship, you'll find other guns that you can equip to one of the four slots on your head. And those slots are respondent to the four buttons on top of your controller, the four bumper, two bumpers and the two triggers. And hmm. good luck trying to acknowledge and remember which gun is on which <laughs> button, because I'm just mashing shit, just trying to get things done. Because if you couldn't tell, this is not the kind of game that I excel at. And that is not a bad thing, because that just means I'll just play it and fail it until I get bored. But it is fun to play until that happens. Um, but yeah, you'll be putting different guns on and equipping them and using them at will with those four buttons and just trying to splash damage everybody. Um, I will say... The controls of the ship is great. The gunplay on the ship is great. And getting different items you can use with the button, the face buttons to kind of like turn the tides to healing yourself or dropping a nuke or EMP. Those things are pretty cool too. The big thing that screwed me up though, for better or for worse, is the fact that... Let's see here. Okay, that was Aki. I wanted to make sure I didn't screw something up. Um, but no. <laughs> the thing that screwed me up the oh, most is the, the fact call. that... I wonder what happened. <laughs> but um, you... um. This, it is kind of just the 360 movement. Like, there is a map that you can use to kind of get around and see where things are and figure out your place on the ship. And even when you bring up the map, thankfully, it does uh, stop the game so you're not, like, doing it under the gun. However, um, you are looking at a 2D map in a 3D space. 
So you might see yourself in a room, and the room might say there is a health item in this room right there. And you're like, okay, the health item is right there. But then you go to that section, it's like, where in the hell is it? Because apparently it's like one or two or three levels above you, and there are ceiling elements that prevent you from just going straight up. So now you're scrambling to find this thing you very much need, and it drives me crazy on more than a few occasions. <laughs> in addition to that... um, the map coloring, this could be because I was playing a lot on the Steam Deck. We all know I do this by now. We've gotten used to it. Um, but due to the fact that the, the coloring that they use, sometimes it makes it a little hard to even get your bearings in regards to like where you're at in a particular room as well. Like If the, all the walls are just gray and the ship is kind of dark, and you're like, okay, I need to find my way up and through this door. But you're like, where the hell is the corridor? Where are the walls? And you're like, okay, I need to scale back, jet propel back a little bit, dash back, and then look around, get my bearings. Okay, I can see a hole up there. I'm going to go up there and dash through that. So you will find yourself occasionally feeling a little disoriented, wondering where the hell you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. And um, that can be a factor in some people's enjoyment of this game. Um, also, this is not the type of roguelike where you will eventually just keep buffing yourself up after deaths to get strong enough to just kind of melee through the game or mash through it because you do not carry progression. The only progression you get to really do is when you get money from completing missions successfully, you can spend that money to obtain licenses to get new types of weaponry that will start to appear in levels because thematically what they claim is that once you have a license for it, the client, quote-unquote, is able to provide that weaponry for you by beaming it onto your runs. So with that in mind, what happens is you just pretty much have those items appear and there'll be something that can show up and they'll respawn and whatnot here and there during a the level. So it kind of adds a little bit more to your runs in general, which is nice. Um, and also, the aforementioned mechs that I mentioned earlier in the episode, you can spend that money to unlock those mechs to give you more choices on how you want to start a run too. But all in all, I do feel as though Gunhead is a lot of fun. It's not easy, especially for someone like me, who like have like a weirdness when it comes to like 360-degree movement in games. But then again, how often do you get to play a game that gives you 360-degree movement in a game involving, you know, math and net combat and gunplay and the like? So that in and of itself, to me at least, is an accomplishment. Now, I'm sure there might be people that come along later and say, there's like 15 to 20 other games that do that. Hey, tell me what they are. I would like to check those out, too. Um, with that said, though, if you find yourself feeling like, oh, that game sounds pretty cool. I like the idea of like controlling four different guns. I don't even mention, I forgot about the melee weapons. They're not all they're not all guns. Sometimes you'll get to melee weapons where you can like, you know, pull up a shield to defend yourself or like dash into a guy and smash it just to do immediate damage. They're like kind of up close and personal to you. So there are different varieties in that, too. But back to what I was saying before. If you um, find yourself feeling like, well, this all sounds really cool. I like the gunplay idea. I like the idea of dismantling all the different elements of the ship before getting to the core. But the 3D is just mucking with me. Well, guess what? Like I said earlier, to me, this is more of a reimagining of the original Cryptarch game, which came out a couple years ago. And that game is still fun. And you can probably get it for pretty cheap. So if 3D is not up your ante, but the concept of the game is, I recommend going back and playing Cryptarch too. But if you're okay with the idea of playing this in 3D, and I think this is an element that you will find a lot of fun with, even just bopping around in space and using the jet propulsion. So, well, this game clocks in at 20 bucks. What is your official verdict on Gunhead? I think it's a total buy. It's a fun time. Just got to get used to the, you know, navigation aspects of it all. All right, and Cryptarch is $14.99. What is your official verdict on that? 
Oh, if, I'm, I'm assuming I said buy it back in 2017 Probably. or whatever, but, I, but I'm going to go with buy it again. Cool. All right. Next up is Low Story, developed by Engin Basturk. I hope I said that name right. Published by Dolores Entertainment. Released November 17th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5 for $7.99. Low is thrown out of a window onto the street to be abandoned. After his fall and getting back together, he decides to take revenge on those who hurt him at all costs. Aki, what is Low Story? Okay. Uh... So this is a uh, shooting game uh, where you a side scroller basically uh, with some very minor platforming and I think one puzzle in the entire game. Uh, it's very much uh, I don't know if y'all remember this old animated film from over a decade ago called Nine where it was a bunch of puppets that were alive and trying to figure out this apocalyptic world uh i don't remember that at all oh wow you should go look it up it was really good it's a tim burton film um Mm. yeah it's it's good i don't think it got decent sales though sadly i liked it but i'm weird so (laughs) um so basically it's a mix between that and uh i think it's little big Planet, I believe, is the name of the game where you play as a weird little sack, burlap sack puppet thing. Yeah, that's on PlayStation. Little Planet, Sack Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a mix between those two games as a side-scrolling shooter. You play as this. Fun uh, aside, really quick. If you have PS Plus, you could get a Fall Guy costume of Sack Boy for free. So that's cute. Yes, users, grab that. I just grabbed it last night. <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, so basically, you're playing as uh, effectively Sackboy, uh, who <laughs> has decided to don a Western-styled outfit and shoot up some bad guy robots that have apparently taken over the world. Uh, and you're also a robot, but you're a puppet, which isn't a robot, but I don't understand. So whatever. Uh, the game's... <laughs> pretty short i think it was six levels long i believe um they're not particularly long uh the tutorials for it are kind of shit um because they'll they'll give you like the basis of some things and then don't tell you how to do other things at all that you need to know how to do in order to play the game effectively like they don't tell you how to get into any of the stores at all And it took me until I was like in the third section of the game, third level of the game before I figured out. I was like, oh, oh, and there are side quests I can do. Oh, I missed (laughs) a bunch of those. Oh, I wonder what that other thing was. So I restarted it and got into all of those. I was like, yeah, this is something they probably should have told me how to fucking do. (laughs) Because the way you control this is different from most games like a is not how you get into stuff it's often b or x and it seems to be random which one gets you into stuff in which one uh, which times uh but basically you're trying to kill your way through a bunch of bad uh robots to find the big bad robot uh, in order to get a special key from them that unlocks a dimensional door so you can get to the next level 
until you can finally find the big bad that controls all the armies and kick the shit out of them because you were thrown out of a window, not by them. <laughs> I, the, the story really doesn't make sense or matter all that much. Really, it's a get from point A to point B and kill everything in between. Um, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> you do get to level up your character. There's uh, a very small uh, set of upgrades. There's three different tracks. One that gives you bonus damage to your guns. It increases your minimum or your maximum or both uh, per shot with your basic gun that has infinite ammo. Uh, it'll give you more health and an increase to a health-giving ability that you may or may not get later on in the game, and then a specialized attack that it, it'll just give you more damage when you get that, uh, if you ever use it. I never found a reason to use it, because I could shoot things, and shooting things works real well, especially when you upgrade the gun. Hey, whatever works, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty simple game. There's not much there it's it's pretty short i think it took me when you ignore the fact that i played through half the game and then restarted the whole fucking thing uh to 100 percent it and that includes getting all three endings because there are three different endings to this game too uh i think it took me like a, just a few hours like four or five so there, there's yeah there, there's not a lot there it's not particularly complicated uh it's it's very much you know you get to aim with one thing and then fire and jump around and enemies will hit you even if you shoot them. So jump a lot, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not yeah. an expensive game. It's only eight bucks. What is your verdict on low story? I think it's fine for $8. I, I think that's acceptable. Uh, I, I think this is going to end up being a try for most people. I just, it, <sighs> It's just kind of blocky to control, so I don't know how much people are going to actually like playing it because it just doesn't feel quite right when you're aiming and shooting and jumping around and all this other stuff. But I think it's a good, solid try it at least. All right, sounds good. Uh, <laughs> next up, we are going to start our kids block. We're going to end the show with three kids games. Jacob's going to be back for two more. Uh, sorry in advance. But uh, next game is Nickelodeon All Star. All <laughs> Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, developed by Ludosity and Fairplay Labs, published by Game Mill Entertainment, released November 7th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC for $49.99. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 lets you duke it out with the biggest and best fighting character roster yet. Choose your favorite brawlers, master their unique movesets, and use all new powerful supers to land the finishing blow with friends or across a unique roguelike player campaign uh pernell tell us what's going on in nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 okay so for those who aren't in the know i did talk about the first game a little ways back a couple years ago and even back then i thought that the original nickelodeon cartoon all-star brawl um i thought the game was fine even back then with my main issue just being that it lacked a sort of punch by the characters not having voice work and in a sense, you know, with games like this, you kind of want that sort of element to it. You need to feel like you're playing the characters that you're purchasing the game for. Um, so it, it makes me happy that this sequel actually came to exist. But they didn't just stop with the idea of saying, hey, um, we're going to give these characters voices now. 
which by the way, the voices that they did choose for these characters is pretty good. They're good voices. They get good. They got some originals and some, you know, knockoffs, but they're all ultimately pretty good. But they actually went ahead and improved the game too. And I personally feel like this is a very solid pick. You might get people that will immediately come out and say, well, why would I buy this when I want to play Smash Brothers? And the answer is because it doesn't hurt to have more than one type of the same game on the market. That's what competition is for. And two, some people want to play with Nickelodeon characters. Um, And that's perfectly fine, too. I am one such person. I grew up with Ninja Turtles. I like them, and they're not in Smash Brothers, so in your face. Um, So the idea behind this game is... It is a cartoon brawler. The characters in this game are all from Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon-adjacent properties. There are a total of 25 characters. And the general modes you have access to are much of the basics. You have an arcade mode where you can like kind of battle up a ladder just to see if you can get to the end um, with mini games thrown about in the middle there. And there is the element of just going into a straight-up battle with one, with yourself and some computer players or up to four players and play along with them. There's an online mode similar idea with ranked elements and there is a kind of a campaign too and the campaign to me is something that i kind of like with this because i think it does a good job of combining two elements into one game that people are usually at odds with you play one of these like brawler type games where you have uh, a series of characters and you want to feel like you're unlocking things but you can't have that if you want to ultimately have you know competitive aspects to us say for example tournament modes because now people are stuck waiting to unlock all the roster before they can actually have all the characters available for tournament play well this game decided to make it so that you get every character in the generic the typical battle mode which you'll likely be spending the majority of your time on but if you play the campaign mode which is a roguelike scenario you unlock characters specifically for that mode which i like a lot um so when you do the campaign, you are pretty much tasked with taking out, I can't remember the guy's name, it's like Dirk Deadly or something. He's basically a villain from like the Danny Phantom universe. Oh, and Vlad Plasmius. Thank you. Thank you for the save. Because I'm like, I know he's a vampire. I should have <laughs> went with Vlad. But uh, he's trying to mind control all the different cartoon characters across the multiverse. So it's a it's just a general excuse to say, hey, multiverse guy wants to control the multiverse. You got to stop him. So you are placed into a hub world where you choose a character that you're going to run the run your run with. And at the first, you only have SpongeBob SquarePants to do this with. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about the actual move typings in a minute because that'll factor. It's like a really cool element they add to this game. But you choose your character and then you will be tasked with going into the main game. And the main game is a series of nodes that you'll travel from left to right through, ultimately leading to you fighting the boss of that area that you are in. Nodes can factor into a variety of different things. You can either have to beat up a bunch of just random characters, think like multi-man melee from Smash. But I like the fact that in this game, the multi-man enemies you fight are characters from the properties that are in this game, like foot soldiers, jellyfish, you know, like little floating pirate people. Just just random characters that they chose from the different games that are portrayed in this game. I like that a lot. I felt they kind of felt good beating up foot soldiers and those freaking robots that had the tassels in the original Ninja Turtles cartoon before, you know, basically the early one, the, the electric whips and stuff. They're in the, um, the beat-em-up games, too. You know what I'm talking about if you saw them. Anyway, you can beat up all those things. Then there's typical <laughs> versus modes where like, you'll just have to buy, have a one-on-one match against like a character in the game, and that's how you unlock new characters for the campaign. If you beat them they become available because like saying that you rescued them from the mind control and brought them back to the hub world where they're safe. 
Um, there's that. There are nodes where you can like get a random power up from Gur from Invader Zim. Um, nice. And the power up to the <laughs> game can be a case of a uh, two types. There's the type where it's like it's only good for that run, being like, hey, I got this thing which allows me to shoot like a missile every ten seconds randomly because it's just a little nice perk or a power I've got. But then there's also these things called perks, which I'll talk about, I guess, in a second. Um, so, but you get the power, the normal power ups here. You can also sometimes come across a shop where you can buy the power ups as well. And then there's many games here and there where you have to like say like think like destroy the targets or you know, you know do a certain thing before someone else does like a computer opponent. A variety of different little mini games that they have that would kind of break up the fun. And as you complete all these different sections. Even eventually being the boss for that stage, you'll acquire different resources like Nickelodeon blimps, um, which can be used to shop at the shops during the run. There's Nickelodeon <laughs> Gak and there's Nickelodeon Slon. They don't call the purple stuff Gak, but hell, it's Gak as far as I'm concerned. Um, but the Nickelodeon slime can be used to purchase uh, different perks in the main hub. Those perks are essentially like permanent upgrades, such as the ability to like do a triple jump if you spend the resources to get it and then equip it. And the GAC, which is the purple resource, you can use that to unlock additional perk slots to equip more things. And I want to say there was some... Oh, you can also upgrade move on the different perks to make them better. So you're going to be customizing your characters to make them cooler than their average play in a normal game. Which I kind of like, because again, with the campaign, you can have these little character builds that don't exist in the traditional mode. Because, you know, we live in the world where everybody's like, Smash Brothers, no characters from Final Destination, Fox only, or whatever they still say. Um, but it's basically segments those two elements out so you don't have to worry about people complaining about that. Um, so, but yeah, you'll be doing that and upgrading the characters and such and whatnot. But I didn't even talk about what the characters are all about. What do they do in the game? Um, so I bet they just fight. Just like Smash Brothers, they fight. And just like Smash <laughs> Brothers, the goal is to inflict enough damage on them by doing a series of attacks that they eventually become, you know, capable of being propelled off the map thereby securing you a KO on them. And you have, you know, a series of types of attack types. You have basic attacks, you have charge attacks, and you have special attacks. And each of these has a, um, a stationary right, up, and down variant to them, in which you can, uh, you know, trigger at will. But something I think is cool about this game that I feel is also unique to this game is they added something for this, for, for this game called the Slime Meter. And what the Slime Meter does is it is a three-tiered charge system, kind of think of how uh, that PlayStation All-Stars game did it with their three-meter thing. But unlike that game, they did a good job using it in this one because what it does is you can use it to augment your basic moves. So you can make your charge attack supercharged. You can make your special attacks very special, as in, like, for example, SpongeBob's basic special, like his stationary special, is he'll throw, he'll blow a bubble. If you use a uh, slime special, stationary special, he'll blow three giant bubbles in succession. Just like, bah, bah, and that's kind of cool. And again, every one of those moves has a slime variant to them. Um, if you let the slime meter get charged to the max and use it, you'll get what's the equivalent to like a final smash attack where you can like do a super move and get some KOs that way. But due to the fact that the game does give you a lot of very viable uses for the slime, people aren't going to necessarily just be saving up slime to do their final special attack. Um, you can use the slime to do move cancel. So you can stop a move mid-animation and say, nope, slime cancel, I'm going to do this instead now because this is the time for it. So you can use it for that. You can use slime to stop yourself if you're being propelled off the board. You can use it to stop in midair and come back. But it takes two slime gauges to do that. So people can't spam that just to stay in the game. That's um, good. I feel as though 
This slime meter gives you a lot of flexibility and variability to your play style that will make it so that you'll be pulling off things that people don't see coming because as long as you have some slime in the can, you have options available to you that other players might not. I do think that's a very cool mechanic, and I think it is something that does add a lot of flexibility and variability to the gameplay here. I do wish that all of the characters from the previous game made a comeback, but some of them didn't make the roster. In exchange, they added some other characters. But even still, that could be DLC down the line, and even if it's not, there are 25 characters in this game that you can use. And even though some of them are beyond my time in this in the Nickelodeon verse, like for example, I still have no idea what the Loud House is. Um, <laughs> and I had very little exposure to Danny Phantom, because that was part of the time I was starting to fall off of Nickelodeon. But the Angry Beavers are here, you know, Reptar from the Rugrats is here, which I think is awesome. You have the old and new Airbender, um, you know, avatars, and it, along with like I want to say the Fire Queen from the Fire Nation in the game. Now Ren and Stimpy are in the game, and they work like partner characters. The Angry Beavers are like partner characters, and there's just there's a good number of characters, and they all have their own styles of play. There's not a bunch of like carbon copies. There's no where they call them in the other game, like the the phantom the characters or whatever characters they call them. Or... Yeah, like, I never was too fond of that. I mean, I like the idea of having variability in like who you can choose, but was never really big on, oh, wow, a clone, whatever. Um, You don't have that here. Every character that's in this roster plays differently from another character in the roster, and that's good. So the music is solid. Um, You might, it's not going to be like, you know, oh, well, it's the Zelda theme, but it, <laughs> there are like cartoon themes here. There is just a very well composed soundtrack. I did find the OST on YouTube and have listened to it there. So I'm not joking when I say I think the OST is good in this game. Um, I think it's a solid product. I feel as though people should genuinely give it a chance. Don't just look at it and go, oh, it's Smash Brothers, but different. Like maybe this baby you'll find something to like here and shake up your gameplay settings where you're not just playing Smash Brothers. Play both games. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and with that said, I mean, there's also the fact that I feel like the movement in this game, because I know some people didn't like um, that Smash Brothers in the modern iteration might be too zippy sometimes. Um, I feel like this one isn't as zippy as that. It's more, um, more. Uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentional with your movements? Like, you got to be like, be aware of what you're about to do. You can't like, I'm going to wail on this guy very quickly. Like, no, nah, you're, you're intentionally moving into position to do an attack, and if you don't time it, you are going to get rocked. Like, it's meant to be not so much technical as intentional. Like you're going to be, you got to plan your moves out and actually do what you need to do. Um, I think the game is good. It's a fun time, and I do give it a high recommendation. Um, easy. Oh, I guess you should do your thing here. Now it clocks in at fifty bucks for the base game. Uh, there is a deluxe edition for seventy that comes with the season pass, then an ultimate edition for eighty that also comes with a uh, a costume pack. Uh, what are your thoughts on all the options? I mean, my thing when it comes to season passes, just like with most things, like I don't know what the season pass is going to give you down the line. Um, you can assume there will be more characters, though. Um, and with that being the case, if you're the type that wants to play these games but also wants to have a complete roster, well, then that means the, the I guess the deluxe edition in that case is a no-brainer. You want access to all the upcoming people. Like how Smash was like, you want that battle pass or whatever. So yeah. in that regard, I'd say it is worth it because I would give the game a buy in its own right. And just like with Smash Bros, I want all of the characters. So 
I bought the battle pass almost sight unseen. Um, <laughs> so I feel like this game does deserve a buy it in those two cases. Never been a cosmetics guy though, so I'm not going to you know clamor for people to get that. But if you are, well, I think you kind of answered your own question. But at least the game itself definitely a worthy buy, and I hope more people give this a chance because this studio. I mean, I've watched interviews with them and stuff. They are very passionate about this franchise. They want it to do well. And I think they put in the work for it to get to that point, too. So, fingers crossed that they nail it this time. In the they market removed anyway. Leonardo, they didn't they? The huh? They removed Leonardo, Was didn't it? they? Yeah, and this time it's got April still, Donatello, and Raphael. And I think the last one had Leonardo and Michelangelo, so they yeah, pretty much swapped them. Leo back. Who knows? He might, be, he might be in the season pass. Who knows? Maybe. I think they did. They announce who's in the season pass. I think Rocksteady is in there. Ooh, I like that. Even one of them is in there. That makes me happy. And also, I should mention, um, there are, like I said, I, not, I may have mentioned that there's bosses in the campaign, but they use characters that aren't in the roster as bosses, like the Shredder and uh, like the Flying Dutchman, for example. So, like, even if they're not in the roster, you might still see them in the game. You know, throwing hands. So. Okay, they the four uh, season pass characters are going to be Iroh from Avatar, Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob, Rocksteady from Ninja Turtles, and Zuko from Avatar. Okay, I'm happy Uncle with at least Iroh. two of those characters. Well, she's happy with one of the other characters, which is good. That means three characters get love from at least two people here. Um, but I wish there were more characters than that coming. But I mean, I guess that brings no, the roster just, to 29. That's just the first season pass. They can always do another one. Oh, true, true. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Maybe but, if the uh, game does well, people should get it. They may add more people. <laughs> nope. So I like when they expand on the roster. Like when you compare Jimmy it to Smash Spielberg. Brothers, only having like 25 characters feels so light. It does. It does. But it's the intent. But again, remember, there's like all those. That's what the word is. Echo characters. There's all those uh, echo characters in that game. I mean, that pads the roster out a fair bit. Yeah. Um, and, and I then feel Fire like Fire Emblem. There's like 30 Fire Emblem characters. <laughs> a lot of Fire uh, Emblem characters. Um, anyway, that is uh, that is it for you two. Uh, Ernell, thanks thanks for coming on this uh, the only episode this week. We didn't have a other episode this week. But uh, Aki, thanks for coming back as well. Uh, Ernell, you got any final words before we switch back over to Jacob? Oh, God, get get sleep. Aki failed at it and I failed at it, but you shouldn't. It's getting hard out here to just do your normal nine to five without it. So get more sleep, but also look out for those great deals coming next week. We're coming up on Black Friday. I'm just hoping I can that one of the places I buy my gunpla from has a good sale. I'm just hoping I want so many gunpla. <laughs> I have an addiction, folks. I am sorry. Do not get into gunpla. It will take if, all your money. If you too find though you have an addiction, there are people you can call for support. Um, unfortunately, this was a very spur of the moment, so I don't have that number on hand. But do not let your addiction consume you, said by yeah. a person who's got more board games than space. All right.
right, and we are back continuing the kids block with Jacob. Uh, next game to talk about is DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing, developed by Bamtang Games, published by Game Mill Entertainment, released November 3rd on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC for $39.99. An all-star cast of some of your favorite DreamWorks characters brings the fun and hilarity to high-speed kart racing action like never before. Race on 20 different DreamWorks-themed tracks, including Shrek Swamp, New York City Zoo from Madagascar, and more. 20 of the most iconic DreamWorks characters like Shrek, Poe, Tigress, Puss and Boots, Boss Baby, and other top favorites all come together in a kart racing experience like no other. Jacob, what is going on in DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing? So, I have two main gripes with this game. And the first one, I want to get this out of the way. And I want you all to realize that while it is a gripe, I do not want you to judge the re- the merits of the rest of the game on it. The game's tutorial is god-awful. <laughs> it is some of the worst voice acting I've ever heard. And it was just like, I don't know where these got, where they got these guys who they thought sounded like Shrek and Donkey. I don't know if they were just like taking a dump into like a turnpike bathroom and they were like, they heard the guy like three doors down, like straining. And they were like, Oh, you sound like Mike Myers. You kind of sound like a, you kind of sound like a Shrek. We'll go with that voice. Like it is awful. It is horrendous as it tries to explain like how the game plays. But if you can get past the tutorial, I'm dead serious. You're going to find a lot to like out of this game, uh, which I like. I realize like cart games are a dime a dozen for licensed properties. Um, like, you know, pretty much everything has them. I mean, <laughs> like Paw Patrol has one. Gigantosaurus has one. I mean, heck, there actually was a Shrek cart game back on the Game Boy Advance. Um so you know it's like it's not like this isn't anything new um but uh so you can play around as characters from various dreamworks movies which uh i was honestly hoping it would be like there would be more variation to it uh due to how long dreamworks animation has been around at this point but we don't have any characters from like road to el dorado uh nobody from shark tale nobody from um uh, over the hedge uh there is like a handful of other movies um like monsters versus aliens uh stuff like that <clears throat> so instead you're stuck with characters from shrek puss in boots uh the bad guys which by the way is a great movie i love that one um uh, puss in boots. How to train uh trolls trolls how to train your dragon thank you um can i say there's just too many trolls in this game I don't think that there's as many trolls as you think that there are. There's like six of them, aren't there? Yeah, but like they're like a host. Like you can just swap them out however you want. Still a lot of trolls. It's not that bad. It's not like they're they're your main racer anyway. Yeah, true. But anyway, <clears throat> oh yeah, Kung Fu Panda. And uh, so there are these different cups that you can go through. Uh, most of them are themed. Like, you know, there's kind of like a Kung Fu Panda one. There's a Shrek one. There's, uh, um, and then <laughs> they're also kind of hodgepodge together. So <clears throat> take of it as you will. Um, and I want to say this, the tracks themselves feel kind of uninspired. It's still fun. The weapons are, they're good. 
Uh, it's a nice variety of them. But the graphics, like the environments that you're driving around on, those are gorgeous to look at, especially uh, their version of Rainbow Road. Oh my God, it is just phenomenal. Whether you're watching, whether you're playing the game sober or above the influence, like this is a good time. This like, is a kid's review. They're not playing above the influence. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, uh, their parents might be after they go to bed, though. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, so there's a lot of fun to be had in here. Uh, my wife and I were actually playing uh, the multi, like the local multiplayer. We were having a blast. My kids like it. Uh, I enjoy how there is like secret routes that you could take through each one. Uh, when it's not just secret routes, but there's also these like uh, notes that you have to find, which then launch these own like little rainbow roads in the level themselves. Uh, and doing that will help you grab uh items but also specific power-ups that you can't get anywhere else um and yeah honestly it's just a like it's a solid kart racing game um it really if you is can get I... past the, if you can get past the bad voice acting like it's i think there's a lot of fun to be had with the game i didn't i didn't think the voice acting was as offensive as you're making it out to be i it could be better obviously they could get people who sounded more alike but i don't think it was absolutely atrocious but uh i appreciate that tutorial was bad that tutorial was real bad you know it (laughs) i appreciate that it has online play uh yeah i like like the hidden tracks and the the switches that you could get to change up the course uh the harder difficulties the ai are jerks (laughs) which is standard yeah uh i think that they made a mistake putting difficulty achievements in the game as it's aimed more towards kids and the ai is just brutally unfair on the high difficulties but that's, that's true like kart racing standard at this point so yeah uh the game's 40 bucks what do you think of it honestly i'd recommend it i i have had a lot of fun with it i still play it even after the review is done Cool. All right. Well, we got one final game to talk about tonight. That is Jumanji Wild Adventures, developed by Cradle Games, published by Outright Games. We are Outright Ambassadors, and they hooked us up with the key that way. Released November 3rd on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC for $39.99. Drop into the dangerous game world of Jumanji and start a thrilling adventure as you search for the stolen jewel, the Jaguar's Eye, and a way home. Jacob. What's going on in Jumanji Wild Adventures? Uh, So Jumanji Wild Adventures is a multiplayer action game. Um, Almost a party game, I'd say. Um, And it takes the basis of the, you know, the book and movie series um, in which our intrepid adventurers get sucked into a board game or a video game, depending on which version you're playing. Um... And they have to experience all of this, all of these like jungle hazards as they're moving through uh, different areas, whether it's like river rapids, monkeys that throw coconuts at your heads, um, or like it's like spike traps, stuff like that. Um, 
and it's pretty much you just have to get from point A to point B while gathering up items, uh, whether it's coins, whether it's letters that spell out Jumanji, um, stuff like that. And of course, dodging all the environmental hazards and occasionally beating up like, um, you know, big monster uh, animal things. Um, there are four different characters you can play as. They're the ones from the movie. So you have, <laughs> so you have essentially who is uh, this doctor guy who is the Rock. Uh, you also have Karen Gilliam who was on uh, Doctor Who. Um, you have Kevin Hart's character and Jack Black. Um, they all have their own like various like. Uh, stats as well as like their own special weapon or item that they can use uh i usually went with the rock when playing and so his thing was a boomerang that could not only hit enemies from farther away but it could also grab items for you which honestly is kind of handy and in retrospect that's probably how you're supposed to be able to grab some of the letters um but at the time i didn't think about that um but yeah, so there's like this huge overworld map and you move through it by driving a truck around and you can stop at these various spots on the game board and then you just play through the level and then move on to the next one. And then you move on to the next land and it's just doing a whole lot of the same. Like, it's not... Let me get this game... Like, like Let me just put it this way. It's not a bad game, but it's not particularly memorable either. Like, it's solid for the past an afternoon. Um, and have some fun with some friends doing couch co-op. Like if my youngest wasn't so much of a griefer, I know that <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that my kids would have fun with this. Um, but as I said, it's not the most solid title that's out there. And I don't know that the kids that it's really aimed at are going to go for something like this when like, you know, stuff like Fortnite and Minecraft and all that other kind of stuff is out there. Like, I don't know. Like it's a weird game to market. I like it, but I don't. I don't know how well it's going to do, especially since there's not a movie right now to promote it with. You know, That's true. Well, it clocks in at forty bucks. What are your thoughts? Um, it's not bad. Uh, I mean, if you're a big fan of the Jumanji series, you know, go ahead for it. Otherwise, you might want to wait for a sale. But it's a solid enough title to have fun with it. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I'd recommend at least checking it out. Cool beans. Well, uh, that is it for this episode. We made it through. Congratulations. Just the two of us. Make it if we try. Two of us, you and I. Oh, yeah. Music. We're going to play some stuff from our good friend Mustin. So, what do you think of that? Uh, I mean, I like Mustin. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. And we're going to play something from him. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Do you have any final words? Um, no, looking forward to passing out. Thanks. It's supposed colder. to be funny, the dude. Show, I can't, hel- I can't the whole help show. It. We have hyped up you being funny. This is, this is your moment. You got to be funny. I can't, I'm sick with the like, cold and stuff. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's taken out my ability to be funny. I don't know what the excuse is for all the other episodes, but that's what I'm saying for today. Mm-hmm.